Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to episode number five of Two Toms, One Ash. The last episode before the season kicks off this Thursday. I'm joined as always by the Toms and we want to share with you our starts and sits for week one. Remember to subscribe to the show as we're aiming to release an episode every Wednesday recapping the previous week and looking ahead to the next. So without further delay, let's ride. couple of days to go before the start of the season all rosters should be set drafts have been done um just for week one now so not looking at the whole season we want to go through some starts and sits um and quite obviously there's some clear starts and clear ones that should be kind of left firmly on your bench but um but Scully start us off with your first again I wouldn't necessarily say start a uh, surprise start but someone who you wouldn't be expected to to be a certain start so I've gone with a quarterback. I've gone uh, James Winston. So obviously, former overall first round pick, first overall, I believe. Um, last year, after he's bounced around a couple of teams, um, last year he seems to massively improved, seems to have matured and settled into his, well, this squad at, and this offense at uh, New Orleans. Um, he was a lot more careful with the ball last year compared to previous years where he seemed to throw more interceptions than he did non-interceptions but um, I think yeah a lot better last season I think he's going to probably take that take that into this year and if you look at the, the options that he's got this year compared to well no options that he had last year as well so they've added uh, Chris Olive who you know I'm quite excited about uh, first round pick from Ohio State uh, Michael Thomas come back from injury if he's anything like his previous form probably 2019 and before that, then he, he could be frightening. And then obviously someone else that, that I love as well, that they've added Jarvis Landry, really reliable, experienced option for him. So I think there's a lot of things building on from last year that, that could click into place for him this season. And then obviously speaking more specifically about this week, they're playing Atlanta. So I think they were the second worst defense last year. So uh, I think there's, I think he's got a lot of, there's a lot of upside, but um, I think this, this first week could be a big first week for him. So I've, uh, I've gone with him to start. Yeah, he's a real gunslinger, isn't he? I remember last season, it was a bit of a, who's going to be the starting quarterback, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, wasn't sure who it was going to be. It's not been that at all this off season. He seems to be kind of up there and not, not so much expectations of a number one pick, but but hopefully will be. Uh, and again, in that in that division, and certainly this week against the Falcons, like you say, I'm not 
not sure I reckon much to them at all this season. So what a great first game to come back up to. And again, those receivers that they've got could be boom or bust, but if they are boom, then then they really will be. So um, it's a good call. Charlie, who are you going for? Um, I'm going to go for running back uh, Damien Pierce, uh, the rookie that the Texans picked up fourth round. Um, seeing that they've dropped Marlon Mack, so uh, he's lined up now to be RB1. I think they've got the Colts first. Yeah. Yeah, Colts first. Uh, it'll be a difficult game. I think Colts have got one of the best defences. Um, so it'll be a difficult one for him. But I think the fact that people will have been able to pick him up relatively cheaply um, late around in the draft um, is somebody that could slot in as a an RB2 or, or your flex option. And I think he could uh, score quite big. I think Texans this year are going to be built around uh, the run. And I think they're going to be looking to to score through him. So, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Obviously, uh, rookie coming from uh, Florida straight into NFL. Is he going to be able to do it? Uh, hit the ground running um, week one? So, we'll see. Yeah, there's literally no other talk of their offense, is there? I think Davis Mills looks looks okay. They're, they're fairly up on him in Houston, but not massively. He's not someone that you'd want throwing it. Um, 50 times a game so it, it does tend to be reliant on him I guess against the Colts there's a chance that he could be chasing the game but but even still he's going to be there and hopefully he's going to be catching passes as well so if you are and again, compared to some of the others which I know you'll come on to shortly anyway but compared to some of the other running backs there's a lot that are uncertain out there um, and for anyone who's looking for an RB2 or someone else at a flex which um yeah it's, it's just um is is their only go to or that I can see? I can't see anybody else that they're gonna um, turn to in terms of scoring points. So yeah, it's gonna be a difficult. It's gonna be a difficult year for him, I think. But he seems to be the standout as to uh, who they're gonna be going to in terms of running yards and uh, and passing as well. So yeah, should uh, could quite score up there, uh, being one of the best running backs uh, over the season. You don't have to take that situation either, do you? You go into a, a mess that's that's Houston, and uh, it could, like you say, it could go either way. So it could be quite a big reward if you if you draft him um, and, and put him in, maybe like you say, in that flex option, or are you running back too? Yeah, definitely. Um, and then for mine, I've gone for Alan Lazard, not a receiver that I'd I'd like for the length of the season, but I think this week one. Obviously, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know that if he's going to get open, he's going to get free. He's going to get the ball. He's always got that deep threat. The other receivers on the Packers at the minute, it's what Romeo Dubes is sounding good. Randall Cobb, again, an old reliable. Sammy Watkins. Um, I think Watson's injured for week one. Titans, Robert Tonyan. So there's really not much out there at all. But I think Rodgers will, will turn to Lazard if there is a handful of touchdowns that he's going to throw I suspect that one or two will be with Lazard and again they're at the Vikings so it's it's another divisional rival and it's one one that doesn't have a particularly good defence either so this might be his only stardom if you like that is on this list but but I think for week one 
if he's on the edge, then then I'd put Lazard in your starting lineup. I'm not sure. I think um, I think the the Vikings have improved on defense this year. And uh, if you look at the games that they played Green Bay last year as well, they were they were they were close. So um, I, I'm not sure. I think they. I, I do think that uh, Green Bay are probably going to rely a little bit more on on the run game as well. Or I think probably the the option that they might look look to even in the uh, in the past game could be um, Jones as well. See, he, he became really effective last year um, in the passing game as well. So I don't know. Don't not sure I agree with you. Yeah, I've seen yeah. some reports about uh, what LaFleur's been saying in terms of Lazard, and he's been non-committal in terms of him starting. Um, so I think if he does start, then uh, potentially he has got he can score. But for me, I, I'd be erring on the side of caution um, with that just purely based on the uncertainty coming out of the Packers, whether he's going to play um... or not. And I said that probably uh, over Lazard, maybe that Dubs who you've mentioned, yeah. everything coming out of the Packers is, and, and Rogers especially said that uh, it's it's looking promising and they seem to be getting a bit of a connection as well. So I think he could be the one to watch in their wide receiver core this year. He's been going for breakfast, Danny, with, um, with Rogers, just like Cup did last year with Stafford. So watch that space. <laughs> Go for breakfast with your quarterback. You're going to be Secret number one ingredient. <laughs> trade everything you've got for them uh, I think there's definitely something in, in the running backs um, I, again I think even last season it was almost a 50-50 split between Jones and Dylan. Um, Jones been primarily just purely run uh, so Dylan just been purely, purely run and then Jones a lot in the passing game as well so I, I definitely that'll step up and he'll get a lot of their catches um, but I still do I still do like Lazard week one um, but yeah but, but, but beyond that if Dubes gets a handful of catches this week, he can prove to Rogers that he was worth taking him out for dinner, out for breakfast, then um, then he might even get more going into next week. And now moving on to who we think you should sit this week. Uh, Scully, I'll come to you first again. What are you saying? So I've gone for the opener on uh, on Thursday night. So sticking with quarterbacks, gone Matt Stafford to uh, to sit. So again, it probably comes down more to the, who they're up against. So whereas uh, James was going up against probably the worst defense last season, Stafford's going up against the best um, and a bit of a revamped defense as well this season uh, with the addition of Von Miller. I think Buffaloes in general, but the defence especially, I think, are going to want to make a statement against um, against the team that won the Super Bowl last year. And There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, especially kind of how they went out of the playoffs last year as well, so um, and, and the way their, their season finished. So, um, yeah, I've gone for Matt Stafford to, to sit. Um, and on top of that, if you read in the in the news a little bit, he's recovering from tendonitis, I believe, in his elbow. And I know that uh, McVeigh is saying that he should be ready to start week one, but not sure. So, um, so yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd sit Stafford. And, um, I mean, what what a, an opening game, by the way, that's going to be. Could go either way, that one, I think, couldn't it? That it, it, it I say either way. It looks as if the Bills are going to probably score, I don't know, over 30, 40 points every game. But it's whether it's a it's a shootout and Stafford and the Rams score similar points, or, or it's not, or the Bills defense really does step up and not let them score hardly any. It's been um, interesting about Stafford's injury. It's it seems to have been kept quite under wraps and played down, um, and then it eventually came out that he, he's got tendonitis and has been struggling a little bit with it. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously last year. Long season for him, longest he's ever had to play, getting to Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, it, whether the team as well are, are carrying anything like that, and whether they've still got the the drive to do it again, uh, having gone all the way, uh, have they still got that fire in them to do it again? Uh, it'll be an interesting one this year. I think so. In a very tough division as well, isn't it? Uh, again, apart from Seahawks, you'd say. But apart from that, like a very tough division that um, they'll be up against for for six weeks of the season. Um, so, so see how it carries on from that. Charlie, I guess, carrying on that Rams team, not intentionally. Who are you sitting? Uh, yeah, so sticking with the Rams, I'm going Cam Akers uh, to sit. Obviously, it's between him and uh, Daryl Anderson in terms of who's going to be that running back one. I think McVeigh's come out and said they're both fit and ready to go. However, he's been very non-committal in terms of who's actually going to start. I think Daryl Henderson's recovered quicker from his injury. He had soft tissue damage, whereas Cab Akers is coming off. I think, is it an Achilles tear that he, he had? Um, Something major. Yeah. So, to be expecting somebody to come back from that sort of injury and then carry the workload for a team like the Rams, I just can't see it happening. And I, I think it's going to be a big split between Akers and Henderson. And I think looking a few drafts that we did and a couple of mock drafts I'm doing, um, Akers was being taken very early on, I think like third, fourth round. Um, and I just don't see that sort of potential from him with other players that are on the board. So I think people have potentially overspent on him. And I'm not sure that he's going to be returning um, what they're expecting based on that injury and sharing the workload with uh, with Anderson. Yeah, I, I've got Akers in one of my leagues uh, and I like him a lot. I did pick him up high um, and I really do like him. 
but he's in that rookie category of what's he going to be like? Like, let's sit in week one. Let's just see how it plays out. Is he going to, they're going to 50, 50 split. Is he going to play it all? If he does play, is he more of a third down back? Um, week two for the Rams, they've got the Falcons. So I'd have thought it wouldn't necessarily be a sit for that. Mm. Um, even just based on what we said, really, it's not going to be a shootout. If anything, they're just going to run it a hell of a lot more once they've got a decent lead. Um, whereas this first week, I can imagine that they're just going to need to score touchdown after on possession after possession. Field goals aren't going to be enough against the Bills. So even sitting someone like Akers is a good shout. And I completely think they... agree as well. Sorry, Tom. So no, no. completely agree with you on on sitting him. I think as well. That's probably for both of them, Henderson and Akers. When it's going to be difficult to to start either of them this week and. I know you've mentioned the Falcons next week, which you could probably start either. But mm. um, I picked Henderson up last year when, when Akers went down and he, di- he did really well for me. But then he got injured toward the end of last season. I know he's back fit again. But um, yeah, it's it depends who they're going to prefer, who's going to get the obviously get the more reps, if they are going to split it 50-50. So for me, I think it could be difficult all season to... Um, to pick either of them. With all the weapons they've got on offense as well, in terms of Cooper Cup, obviously they've picked up um, Alan Robinson as well. They've got a lot of weapons in terms of wide receivers. Um, so, are they? How much are they really going to rely on either of them, Henderson or Acres? That they're never going to be a. Um, go on. What's his name? Previous running back at Rams. That they've relied on. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Yeah. Neither of them are going to be a Todd Gurley. They're never going to carry that sort of workload uh, with the weapons that they've got in terms of wide receiver. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, let, let's sit in for week one, um, and then and then start for week two, or just see how it pans out after this one. Um, so I, I'm I'm going to book the trend and not pick a Ram. You can you can go ahead and start Alan Robinson, start Cooper Cup. Uh, but I'm sticking in the NFC West. I'm going to go DK Metcalf, um, and a few reasons. I think if you if you if you're pretty light on receivers, you might have to start him. But they're playing against the Broncos week one, which Broncos look look a very very good team, and not just on offense. Their cornerbacks Pat Sertain, Ronald Darby, very good. They've got um, the defensive ends Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, and then on the Seahawks, you've got Geno Smith throwing I mean even if he gets 10-15 completions you've got Tyler Lockett there Noah Fan, who again is no world beater but it is another receiver for them um, I guess in their favour it's, it's in Seattle whether that does make any sort of difference or not I'm not sure um, and, and I guess similar to what we talked about just then as well Seahawks are going to have to throw it. They're going to be down by a fair few. They're not going to be able to run it too much. So they are going to have to throw it. But I think DK Metcalf's one for the whole season, really, based on that offense. Unless they do something drastic and they do bring in Garoppolo, something like that. I think DK Metcalf, he's he's got paid this offseason and good timing, really, because I'm not sure he'd get paid a whole lot after it based on any kind of production. What do we think about that one? DK Metcalf, agree, disagree? Tyler Lockett and those... Um, one of your rosters. Agree. So I, th- I think it's a difficult one though as well because if they are going to make a um, a splash play or they are going to be productive, it's probably going to be Metcalf that, that is the person that 
will will produce is their their X factor is the person that can make a big play. But I had him last season so inconsistent, but I don't think it's really any fault of his own. I know he sulked a little bit towards the end of last season, but they're just so poor as a team at the moment. And the situation last season with a quarterback and, and Wilson being injured, Wilson now being traded to Denver. Funny that game's on, on week one as well. But um, yeah, I com- completely agrees. He's somebody that I, I wouldn't have drafted. Probably probably wouldn't start. But he could also go and score 30 points for your week one. As, as, as likely as is to, to score no points. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm uh, definitely in agreement with you, uh, Ash, on that. Obviously, I picked up Lockett by mistake, so um, I've got to stick with it. But you starting yeah, him? I, I, no, no, he's uh, he'll be on the bench for uh, week one. I just want to see what they're going to do. Um, the reason that I didn't want to draft, I wouldn't have drafted DK, didn't want to draft Tyler, is purely like you guys have both said. I th- I, it's just going to be a bit of an unknown their offence this year. They're a bit all over the place and you just can't rely on that in terms of fantasy. Like Scully said, there's a there's a chance that they could go out, score big, get 30 points, but it's, they're not going to be doing that consistently every week. So I'm de- it's going to be one that I've got to sit on, watch and, uh, and see how they get on and maybe think about week two, week three, see where we are from there. And I think... Um, Lockett and DK both in a similar sort of uh, thinking behind both players. Looking at the schedule as well, actually, so we talked about them a little bit, but Falcons uh, are playing against Seahawks week three and then um, Seahawks have got Lions week four. So there are a couple of weeks there where if he is going to score points, if he's going to do anything, you can see there. Um, I can just picture that situation, whether it's the end of the season if Seahawks get rid of DK Metcalf, it's catastrophic for them, really. But you can see him just being like, do you know what? I need to go somewhere decent. Go somewhere with a good quarterback. End up in, I don't know, Green Bay. A bit like what AJ Brown has done now, gone to the Eagles. Hopefully he can maybe kickstart his career or land on a team that's going to be in the playoffs quite regular. So, but, but again, just for week one, I'd get out of rest. So there we have it. Will you be following our advice? If you are, I'll eagerly await our inbox on Monday morning with any of you telling me that you started Alan Lazard, who managed to drop every pass thrown his way. Hopefully not, and hopefully you all get off to a good start too. On next week's episode, we'll be reviewing week one, and we might even have our very first guest. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.